You're listening to the Study Legal English podcast, the world's first legal English podcast, helping lawyers and law students become fluent in legal English. Hello and welcome to the Study Legal English podcast. Today I'm absolutely delighted to have Liz Rivers on the show. Not only because she is one of the most expert mediators in the UK, especially in the area of workplace and employment disputes. In fact, she was the first woman in the UK to become a CEDR accredited mediator. CEDR, for those of you who don't know what that stands for, uh, stands for the Centre for Effective Dispute Resolution. And it's the leading independent commercial ADR alternative dispute resolution provider in Europe. But on top of this, I've also known Liz for many years. So it's brilliant to see her again. I actually met Liz when I was a student and I was really lucky enough to go on some public speaking training with her. And I remember thinking why Liz was so good at what she does, why she's such a brilliant mediator and public speaker trainer, because she's got a very calm, non-judgmental approach and also is very empowering with the public speaking training. She was really, really empowering. Speaking of empowerment, she also does a lot of work with women's empowerment. And so just a very fantastic, all-rounded, brilliant woman and As well with her mediation work, she's done lots of training around the world in many countries. So really, really great to have her on the show. So thanks, Liz, for coming on the show. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, So let's go straight into the questions. Liz, I know that before becoming a mediator, you worked for over a decade as a commercial litigator in a global law firm. Why did you decide to become a mediator after working for so long as a litigation lawyer? I realised that there were aspects of litigation that I really enjoyed. I liked the the theatre of it. I liked the drama of going to court. I liked the fact that the client comes in and tells you a story and you have to make sense of it. Um, So there were lots of things about it that that were satisfying and enjoyable. But gradually I started to become very dissatisfied with litigation as a process because what I saw was that it brought out the worst in people and encouraged people to be righteous, blaming positional, not constructive. And I also found that whilst at the beginning of the case, a client might be really pleased to have my advice and and excited about prospective litigation, two years in, generally they were pretty worn out with the whole thing and dissatisfied with the process. So I felt however hard I worked and however skillful I was as a lawyer, I still couldn't really deliver a result that actually met clients' needs. So when I heard about mediation, it was it was like one of those road to Damascus moments that we have a few times in our lives when it just made complete sense to me. And I thought, yes, get people to sit down, talk about what this is really about, what really matters to them, understand what's the underlying need that's driving this particular dispute and create an environment where people can talk honestly with each other and drop their defences and their blame. And things that would take two years to resolve through the courts and usually leave everybody unhappy, we could sort out in a day. And watching how people would come in in the morning looking so burdened and 
worn down and anxious about the dispute. And at the end of the day, it was like this huge weight had lifted off them. And they honestly, sometimes people just look like a different person. Um, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Very rewarding. And how did you become a mediator? What was the process? So I attended a training with the Centre for Effective Dispute Resolution. I actually went on the very first course that they ran in Europe when they just started, and this was back in 1990. So I was in my late 20s, and I was in a room full of 50 delegates, uh, 48 of whom were men, mm. and mostly over the age of 50. And it was me and, and one other woman in the, in the group. So I stuck out, as you can imagine. But I persevered with the course. It was a five-day training. And uh, at the end of it, I was, I was accredited. And it was quite a rigorous process of being observed, conducting role plays with a variety of different commercial disputes. Mm. And um, I was assessed on that and deemed to be of, of the right standard. So I then became a mediator, started mediating, and pretty quickly got asked to become one of the trainers and assessors on that course. So I then started training mediators from very senior mediators from the legal profession in the UK. I could be assessing a, a, a very senior top judge or the managing partner of one of the big global law firms, and then started traveling around the world, teaching people in other countries as well. Very nice. And uh, you did some training in the UN as well, is that correct? Yes, I've worked with the UN High Commission for Refugees in, in Budapest and worked particularly with their field workers who are, and these aren't your typical commercial disputes that we might deal with in London. These are people who are out working perhaps in refugee camps and they may be needing to mediate between the, the people who are living in the refugee camps and the local people who are, you know, then ending up in competition for local resources. Or, you know, in extreme cases, they could, I was working with somebody who'd been working in Colombia and was having to negotiate with FARC rebels to how do we get our supplies through? And, you know, situations where their lives were in danger potentially in these negotiations. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating to work with people who were putting these skills to into practice in very challenging situations. And what was wonderful was to learn that the basic fundamental skills apply across the board. Yes. During your training around the world, did you need to overcome any language barriers or was the standard of English generally quite good? You managed to communicate ideas very There can well. be challenges and people mm. need to have, for that particular course, people either need a good understanding of English or sometimes we, we will work with simultaneous translators. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, CEDA's running a programme in uh, Moldova um, next to Romania at the moment and they work with simultaneous translation there. So that is possible. Typically what I find is that um, sometimes it's more about understanding the nuance the cadence of how people talk so if I go so when I went to Nigeria I noticed that people have a certain rhythm of speaking mm -hmm. and once I tune into that then it's relatively easy to to work with them or for example when I'm working in Hong Kong the sort of things that we teach about acknowledging people's emotions perhaps don't translate quite as well there because there's more of a sense of reservedness and saving face and not mm. um, perhaps commenting on people's emotional states so there are areas where we where we flex what we teach and yet the fundamentals we found are remarkably robust and translate across the world and i think speak to the the humanity of people mm. at a basic level and Moving on to your work as a mediator in the employment area, 
What disputes can arise at work where mediation can help? So anyone who's worked in an office knows that all sorts of conflicts arise. Typically, I would say fundamentally, most conflicts arise out of a difference of style. So you may have somebody who's very task and outcome driven, and they're all about the results. And if you achieve the results, then I will appreciate and praise you. But don't expect that until you've achieved something for me. And then you may have somebody working for that person who's very relationship oriented. What they need is to feel appreciated, recognised, valued for their contribution. And when they receive that recognition, then they flourish and give of their best. And at its extremes, that can cause a lot of tensions. So one of the areas I work in, which is known as workplace mediation, is where two or more colleagues are having difficulties in their working relationship. And usually it's the HR department who will bring me in to work with them. And the way I'll do that is I will meet each of them separately first and give them a chance to talk to me and explain to me what the issues are from their point of view. Then I'll talk to them about how they think the other person sees it and get encourage them to put themselves in the other person's shoes. And then I'll prepare them to sit down and have a conversation with their colleague, facilitated by me, where we can work through the issues, understand what they are, what's getting in the way, and then come up with some very clear behavioural action points about what they'll do differently going forward so that they can repair their relationship. Mm. So I suppose for this uh, breakdown of relationship, mediation could be very, very helpful to resolve a conflict. What about in a situation where there's potentially a dispute that could move to a legal dispute in court where mediation can apply there? Yes, so sometimes a dispute has, has gone further down the line and it's it's in the legal arena and typically by that stage the dispute rather than being between two colleagues within an organization is between one of the employees and the claim is against the organization they may still be in employment usually looking to leave on a, on with some sort of exit package or they may have left already and they'll either be bringing a claim in the employment tribunal which is the forum in the uk for resolving employment disputes, or they'll be they'll be planning to do that, and they'll have lawyers advising them. Typically, those cases will have an element of a discrimination claim in them. That could be sex discrimination, it could be race, or the other categories of discrimination, whistleblowing, things like that, or bullying and harassment. And what we're doing is looking at ending a relationship that has broken, and finding a way for that person to, to leave or end their relationship with the organisation, usually with some sort of financial package, where both they and the organisation can go their separate ways and, and get on with their lives. And in comparison to fighting it out in the employment tribunal, most people find it really, really preferable as an approach. It's interesting that you say that because um, I think I mentioned previously to you I interviewed an Italian lawyer a while ago a litigator Mm. who was very against ADR and he was of the opinion that lots of parties at least in Italy feel that they don't get anywhere with ADR perhaps it was a a different arena of of work but certainly I can see that in um, employment situations it can be very very helpful Mm. well um, I would be interested to talk to your colleague because in my experience you know, generally about 80% of cases that go to mediation reach a settlement on the day or 
um, shortly afterwards. Mm. So mediation has a very high success rate. And also, when people are in a legal dispute, often they have a sense that they want a day in court. They want to feel heard. They want to feel vindicated. And they have, a, in my view, a rather romantic idea of what's going to happen to them when they get to court. And very often people are bitterly disappointed with the experience when they get to court. They don't feel heard in the way they want to. It's a very stressful environment. The decision may well go against them. They may find themselves being very criticised by the judge. It's public. And often mediation actually provides a more emotionally satisfying forum in which to speak, where you have somebody who really listens to you, acknowledges what you've been through and provides a process that is flexible and responsive to what you need. And it's often been said that litigation is a bit like dancing with a gorilla. You know, when it wants to dance, you have to dance too. <laughs> Whereas mediation is, is entirely different and much more flexible. So generally, people report a very positive experience of having been through the mediation process. That's far less the case through the court process. To me, any enlightened lawyer who has their client's best interests at heart, needs to have a thorough understanding of mediation, needs to know when it should be used, um, how to best guide their client through the process and represent them. And there's a very important role for lawyers in the mediation process and which mediators to approach. And, and I think it's absolutely fundamental for lawyers to be able to advise their clients about that. As I understand it, mediation is more of a win-win rather than litigation where only one party wins. Is yes. that a, an yes. accurate or perhaps a naive description of it? Well, with, with litigation, you hand over control of the outcome to a court process and to a judge. You have no control over the outcome. The judge may decide in your favour, but may not. And also you might find by the time you've spent all the money and all the time and all the stress that even winning doesn't feel so good. Mm. Whereas with mediation, you, you reach a negotiated settlement. So you come up with something that may not be your 100% outcome, but it's something you can live with, mm. something that works for you well enough and also works for the other party, which creates the possibility of future relation, working relationship, future business, or even just being able to let go of something and put it behind you, which is hugely valuable in itself. Yes. Good. And um, are you able to give us some examples from successful mediation cases? Mm. Well, yes. For example, at the moment, sexual harassment is really big on the agenda. Um, obviously, following Harvey Weinstein, Me Too, that whole movement. What I'm noticing is that women are becoming more empowered to come forward and speak up about experiences that they've had in the workplace. And I'm getting a lot of approaches now to come and help to mediate these cases. And what I've found is that it both gives a woman who feels that she's experienced sexual harassment at workplace an opportunity to feel really heard and listened to about her experience in a, an informal and non-adversarial atmosphere. And that's hugely powerful in terms of her being able to process and come to terms with that experience. It also, for people who are accused, usually men, not always, but usually men, it gives them an opportunity to really listen to and understand what the other person is saying. So 
in some ways it can have a much more educative and behaviour changing effect than simply taking somebody through a disciplinary inquiry or a tribunal claim. And so I've done cases where, for example, the woman has said, what's really important to me is to know that this person isn't going to happen again, either to me or to somebody else. And at the moment, although I know there's been an investigation and this person has been disciplined, I'm not confident that there isn't going to be repeated this behaviour. So through the mediation process, I was able to facilitate a conversation between the woman and the man who was still her line manager, so she needed to have a working relationship with him, and to facilitate a conversation whereby she could feel confident going forward in that working relationship, knowing that um, there wouldn't be any repetition. So that was a very powerful example of how mediation can be used in these very delicate, sensitive cases. Mm, Yes, I can see that mediation can play a role in literally making people aware of what they've done Mm. uh, and talking through it rather than in litigation. It's like "Mm, that you've done something wrong and we will punish you, but without the transformative, educative experience. Absolutely. Speaking about sexual harassment and mediation, you recently gave evidence for why mediation can be helpful to resolve harassment for the UK government. Do you have any uh, points to talk about that? Yeah, so this was a fascinating experience. The UK government is looking at this whole question now about sexual harassment in the workplace and they wanted to hear from a mediator about how mediation could help with this process. And so I explained, yes, that it has an educative process and that it provides this confidential, private, informal way of resolving disputes and helping people to really understand each other's behaviour. Very good. Liz, I mean, it sounds like mediation is a very progressive form of dispute resolution. What do you see in the future for mediation? I think mediation is absolutely the future. I think as a society, we urgently need to find different and better ways to work out our differences as as human beings. And I think that lawyers have a really important role to play in this. There's, There's a danger that lawyers have become hired guns to their clients and lost the the noble aspect of the legal profession, which ought to be about being of service to society over and above simply serving commercial interests. And I think educating yourself about mediation, encouraging clients to to pursue constructive ways of resolving commercial disputes and differences is an absolutely important part of, of being a modern lawyer. And I think no modern lawyer can go forward without understanding these processes and actively advising their clients to pursue them. And it's enormously satisfying as well. I've never looked back since I left law and, and uh, pursued being a mediator. So for lawyers out there who are interested in finding out more information about mediation, can you suggest any websites that they could go to? Yes, they could look at the website for the uh, Centre for Effective Dispute Resolution. So that's CEDR.com. Mm-hmm. There's a wealth of resources there and see to provide mediator training courses around the world. My website is LizRivers.com 
and I blog regularly there about all the work that I do, about my mediation work, my work with women, my work on um, helping people being empowered public speakers. So um, I have a newsletter so you can sign up there and receive my monthly updates and you'll learn more about this whole field. Yes, brilliant. I have to say, I very often look at Liz's blog and it's very, very good. You can find it at lizrivers.com forward slash my dash blog. And of course, as Liz mentioned, the cedr.com website is also very, very helpful. So thank you, Liz, for coming on the show. You're welcome. It's <laughs> been uh, it's been a great experience. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And of course, you can find out further information and further resources about this episode and about mediation if you go to studylegalenglish.com. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.